Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Of course, I'll continue taking your comments and voice notes on 011-714-2006. That's the phone line. The WhatsApp line is 0614-104-107. Is it fair comment in terms of, you know, the critique leveled against the president in, in terms of his office so far and what he has or has not done? Uh, you know, and, and just when you look at the possibility of what the future holds for South Africa and for many uh, South Africans. Is the president really living up to those expectations? Well, let's take a look at this for our thinking point. The Black Business Council held its first sum- its summit, rather, not its first, but its summit yesterday, uh, calling for 70% of the economy to be transferred into black hands by 2030. They say transforming the economy should be a priority for government and its social partners, especially as it tries to take the country onto a path of recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. Sandile Zungu is the president of the Black Business Council and joins me now. Mr. Zungu, good morning to you. Uh, Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to the listeners of SFM. Thank you for having me here. You hold the summit of your council under what has been a very difficult time for not just businesses in the country, but I think everybody has really felt the different pressures. From a Black Business Council perspective, where would you say and what would you say is the state of Black business in the country right now? The state of Black business um, is that of um, hopelessness uh, because the bulk of them will be in the SMME sector. And you'll have seen the start-stop, start-stop with lockdown regulations, which have had devastating impact on SMME sector, uh, compounded by the the, the fight against uh, attempts at transforming even the tourism sector uh, waged by the Afro forums and the solidarities of this world against the the, the tourism equity fund, um, which basically means uh, black business who would have thought government will come to the party uh, are now having to wait. And unfortunately, the mortality of the SME sectors uh, is such that you cannot wait for too long before you are condemned to a state of uh, disrepair. Um, so on one hand, you are seeing that state of hopelessness. Uh, on the other hand, um, you are seeing, uh, you know, government um, making changes in the triple BEE space, which basically makes entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs, uh, play second fiddle uh, to... Uh, you know, trusts, which are amorphous in terms of who their beneficiaries are. Um, and uh, that has got a, a, an unintended consequence of, of basically saying uh, all that blacks must be happy with is being part of the middle class, mm. the ownership of the economy. They should not worry about it. It's not their priority. And it seems like government saying, no, that's not their priority. You must just get SOPs. Uh, you must benefit through trust, uh, entrepreneurs, it doesn't really matter. Um, and so that is uh, one concern after the other. Uh, in addition to that, we are concerned that the, the economy is not only 
not creating enough uh, job opportunities, but it is shedding um, jobs at a much faster pace than it ought to be. Mm. Um, and the economy is not growing fast enough. In actual fact, it's shrinking. I mean, last um, year, the economy uh, contracted by as much as 7%. And this year is going to grow um, by only 4% um, from a lower base. And basically it means we are getting poorer and poorer. And people who tend to suffer the most are those in the lowest part of the chain. And uh, that's where the bulk of black people, including black entrepreneurs mm. or black business people are. So really we are deeply, deeply concerned. And that's why we are gathered um, in the last, uh, uh, yesterday and today, to say, what can we do? Because um, we love our country and we're not in the game of just pointing fingers. We're saying, can we be part of the solution? And we see ourselves as being part of the solution in, in any case. So you've talked about the impact of COVID on SMEs. And I suppose there were many were already in a difficult um, position going into this pandemic. And what strikes me the most is that there is no shortage of government officials who speak about the need to empower SMEs and the need to have them be part of the economy simply because of the extent that they can contribute to creating employment in the country. And yet that doesn't seem to be translating into the actual experience of the owners of these companies in terms of being able to to access whatever support that they may need. Well, unfortunately, um, there's a lot of people who talk and talk and talk. Um, there are few doers um, in, in, in this country. And that's why I've got great plans, but implementation is poor. Um, you know, the broad brush of poor implementation talks to lack of capacity, intellectual capital. Mm. It talks to poor political will. It talks to a whole lot of things, um, which we call poor implementation, uh, and even skills for that matter. Because sometimes poor implementation is, is basically leading to cost overruns, poor delivery of projects, etc. Um, we are basically concerned um, that uh, now when it comes to, 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 to all these grand ideas, um, you know, uh, there's lack of uh, what I'll call political will. And we ponder to interests that have got absolutely no interest in the long-term um, greatness of this uh, country's economy. And um, and uh, perhaps we as, I mean, when I say we, I'm saying government is ill-prepared to respond to those uh, forces. I mean, take, for example, the Tourism Equity Fund. Uh, is part of the government's response to an urgent matter uh, mm. caused by the pandemic. Um, and we are well into uh, the, 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 the half of this year. And it's been stymied. Uh, why? Because solidarity took government to court that you cannot um, you know, roll out, you cannot disperse these funds uh, because uh, of the criteria that the solidarity fund uh, perceived to be favoring blacks. Mm. Um, and it, it is unfortunate that there's money ready to be spent, but it cannot be spent. Uh, oh, why? Of course, because, sure. Uh, of course, uh, the, the other spectrum of that is that oftentimes, even where money 
is spent and is said to be for the benefit of black businesses or black entrepreneurs, some of the history shows us that it is not just ordinary men and women on the street who benefit from these projects, but it is those that are politically connected and, and part of the elite that seem to be in, in the forefront of, of, of gaining access to some of these funds. My argument on that is mm. that sometimes it's just a scarecrow. Mm. Um, it's, it's a red herring. Mm. Um, the, the so-called politically connected um, you ask yourself, where, who are those people that have gained? No, no, it's not the it's not the politically connected business people. Um, it's basically corrupt and uh, personalities mm. who are not, who are not necessarily business people who are actually using business uh, as a front for uh, diverting resources that they should be flowing into the economy. Um, and I've argued that, look, you know, uh, for example, if you look at the, 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 the COVID-19 matter of last year, the PPEs, um, you know, but the authentic black business people didn't quite benefit from this. Mm. When people set up um, SPVs overnight um, under the guise of black business, um, we are the black, black business personality or entities who tend to suffer because we are deemed to have benefited. In the meantime, we have not benefited. So that's a, that's a general cry from black business that they are being overlooked in favor of corrupt elements uh, who purport to be black business. Um, so I, I will argue that um, you know, something ought to be done to challenge that narrative. And as mm. Black Business Council, mm. we are challenging that narrative. Mm. We, we are saying there is absolutely nothing wrong with um, proceeds um, or interventions flowing to broad-based entities. There is absolutely nothing wrong flowing to unknown startups uh, who are authentically uh, business. But there is ev- everything wrong with uh, proceeds flowing to uh, corrupt elements who purport to be in business when they actually have absolutely no clue how to create uh, the economic failure. Mr. Zungu, I'm going to ask you just to stay on the line for me. I've got two more questions uh, for you. It's 9.30. Let me take Nomsam Gluli with the latest headlines this morning. Nomsa, good morning to you. 106.6 FM in Bloemfontein. We continue the conversation on the talking point. I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. We're getting ready to wrap up our thinking point. The president of the Black Business Council, Zandile Zungu, on the line. Uh, Mr. Zungu, you, you were talking about these um, corrupt elements that pose as businesses or business people and get work from the state. As far as you're concerned, is there anything that you can do to actually stop that? Because the impression that is then created is that they are black businesses who don't deliver services, who cut corners and who charge exorbitant amounts um, in terms of just wanting to loot out of projects than being concerned with being good service providers. As a black business council, I've been very consistent in, in shooting down at such practices. Um, rent-seeking practices overcharging the state um, and not delivering value to, to the client, whether the client is a state or private sector, it doesn't matter, um, is not consistent 
um, with you know sustainable entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you overcharge your clients, it will catch up with you at some stage. Uh, and it happened with the construction industry uh, when they overcharged the state during the building of stadia and infrastructure related to 2010 World Cup. Uh, where is the construction industry right now? Right now? It's in doldrums. Uh, people like uh, Mike Lomas, uh, former Group 5, is, is being hauled back from uh, UK where he's hidden to come and uh, face justice here. It just shows that that's a perfect example. The construction industry um, did wrong and it was uh, found with its pants down. And where is it? Is it in doldrums? Mm. So we've always argued that if you are a black business person, think about uh, the enabling environment in South Africa being uh, uh, just giving you a head start, um, but you need to compete with uh, other players in, in Indonesia or Thailand. Um, and you can only do that if you deliver on time, you deliver good quality service or product, and within the, the price that you can compete. Uh, overcharging is not going to is, is, is catch up with you at some stage. So as Black Business Council, we are against corruption. And we have said that, and people must uh, must take us uh, mm. for, for what we're saying. Mm. Give us the benefit. Of, we are against corruption. If you are one of the members, eminent or otherwise, in the Black Business uh, circles, and you are caught... Um, you know, with the hand in the in, in the teal or in the cookie jar, you are on your own. Will not uh, be making songs um, to to defend you. You must face justice. So ours is very simple. Corruption robs the poor ultimately because they are in the lowest ranks and that at at the at the poor end of the chain. Um, it robs them ultimately, and we have to be empathetic to the plight of the poor in this country. And everything must be done above board, mm. and corruption is, is something that we need to abhor completely. All right. So uh, I've got a couple of callers calling in and they, they want to uh, specifically ask questions to you. I'm going to ask the callers to please keep it as brief as possible for me. Uh, let me kick it off with Washington in the free state. Uh, Washington, go ahead. What's your question? Uh, Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to Tadezungu. Good morning. Tadezungu, you know, I'm, I'm a very worried person. You, you remember we, we, we had small business, uh, a local business service center after the president's conference, the Mandela in Devon, where, where uh, under Nsika Enterprise and Kuda was established to assist uh, emerging uh, business, small businesses. It never came to fruition. Now, my point is, I've been listening to you and you are very correct. Look at this uh, loan guarantee scheme. The loan guarantee scheme, COVID-19 loan guarantee scheme. It looks like it's not meant for black people. I have just assisted a black business person who's running a bottle store and a, and a distribution uh, uh, business. Who, who, who is able to make plus or minus uh, 10 to 50 million rents a year, 10 over. But we are now told that uh, the president said it will close on the 17th. First National Bank says uh, it is closed. They, they, they cannot assist. Uh, so I'm worried. Is it was it for white people or for for for, for emerging black people? All right. I, I, I thank you. Okay, Washington. I thank you. Um, look, the the loan guarantee scheme um, was supposed to help all of businesses, black or white. 
um, it was it didn't have that criterion of, um, of 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 race, not at all, and we did not have a problem with it. We're just concerned that um, the people who were supposed to to disseminate those funds and to distribute those funds were the traditional banks, and we did say that uh, the history of black business with traditional banks leaves much to be desired, and uh, the the big banks will be the first people to admit that they are, um, you know, uh, lending practices to the SMME sector um, is less than optimal. And therefore, we're arguing that uh, you need to talk about non-banking, um, you know, uh, uh, financiers uh, who have a track record of working with uh, the SMME sector as also being part of the distribution mechanism for the loan guarantee scheme. But it was not to be because of how it was constructed. And it is now common cause that not even not even 30% of the funds that were supposed to be distributed in part of the scheme, as part of the scheme, have been distributed. Um, and in a, in a country where there's such a, a huge need um, for, for, for capital, um, it's, it's a crime that um, such resources are not being made available to the business sector, mm. um, to those who are most deserving because of the bureaucratic um, uh, impediments. Um, so it, it is no wonder, therefore, that uh, you'll have people being suspicious now that maybe it was not meant for black people. But in defense of the scheme, it, it, it certainly was not um, you know, uh, limited in terms of who it needed to. But historical practices of lending to black business on one hand and historical practices of lending to SMEs in general um, made us very suspicious up front even before these failures have become reality. Uh, so we are deeply concerned that um, the government doesn't seem to listen. Um, and even when we offer our help uh, in, in absolute good faith well up front, they don't seem to listen to us. We mm. want them. Mm -hmm. that the banks are not good at uh, lending to black business and banks don't have a good track record of lending to SMMEs. Here we are. Romeo, let me take you quickly. Uh, a question for Mr. Zungo, very briefly, uh, Romeo. Uh, thank you very much. Good morning, both of you. Uh, I just wanted to say um, we understand very well in his introduction as he was talking to, as he's still talking to you, he said... Uh, Vision 2030, the plan is about transforming the economy 70% into the hands of black, uh, black people. I wanted to ask a question by to say, just last week we were talking about unemployment, which is now sitting on 32%. What are you doing as the black business to keep all these problems, to help the government? Do we have got the budget to support also in terms of creating small businesses? For those who want to come into the the, the 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 business as well, do you support them? Do you sponsor them as well? Thank you. Okay. All right, Romeo. Let me do this. I've I've got to take a quick break, Mr. Zungu. I'll come back with your answer, and we'll wrap it up after that. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Kathimo Sasana. All right, Mr. Zungu, we've gone on longer than expected, but let me give you a chance to uh, answer Romeo's question before I let you go. Um, it's very easy. Um, the Black Business Council is an advocacy group. It's a lobby group. Um, we do not uh, operate like a funding agency. 
yet we have uh, partnerships that were created uh, with, for example, the U Bank, and we've stayed very close to the Ministry for for Small Business Development, um, Ministry for Tourism, to see if those funds um, can then be, you know, uh, made to work efficiently for the benefit of SMMEs. We don't have funds of our own, um, and we have made it very clear that that's not our responsibility. Ours is to make sure that the NEF, for example, which was created um, for purposes of uh, uh, deepening uh, economic ownership, is properly capitalized. And it's been undercapitalized for a very long time. And we have said that to various ministers, from uh, uh, Rob Davis to uh, Patel, uh, that you need to capitalize, you need to honor the original commitments uh, when, which were made at the funding of NEF because it, it is seen by most black business as the go-to agency if you're looking for capital. Uh, IDC, uh, similarly, um, the likes of Kula or, or CIFA uh, now um, you know, are some of the agencies that are being looked at as uh, some kind of uh, saving grace for, for uh, uh, small, medium sectors or businesses which are in need of capital. All right. Z- Sandile Zungu is the president of the Black Business Council. Mr. Zungu, let me thank you so much for your time. So there you had it then. That's just some of the challenges facing black business identified um, by the Black Business Council. 70% of the economy to be transferred into black hands by 2030. Just reading it, it sounds like a bit of a pipe dream. Uh, But of course, I'm keen to take your own reflections in terms of where we are right now and how we begin to get out of uh, this difficulty in particular that is facing our SMEs.